When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Mile High Report Radio Horse Tracks. And now, here's what's happening in Broncos country. You guys already know what kind of week it is. It is Beat Las Vegas week. And uh, as Broncos fans, this is always a time that we have circled on our calendars, as soon as they release the schedule, we look at the two uh, two times that we play the Raiders, and it always feels like a special time because I've yet to really meet a Broncos fan that doesn't hate the Raiders. We've had some great talks. I mean, I, um, Preachers Bradley Chubb talking about one of the old, he only hates a few teams in the league, and one of them is the Las Vegas Raiders. So uh, I'm super excited. For this weekend, it should be a good game for the Broncos. I definitely not want to overlook, but it should be a good game because I think their defense is definitely matches up well against this offense, especially this pass rush against the Raiders struggling offensive line. I'll get into both those things here in just a second longer. Um, and it's also going to be great considering that things might not be looking great locker room wise, head coaching wise, and also... Oh boy, especially with this guy getting back onto the field, it looks like the Broncos are going to be in for a treat. Also helps that the Raiders are giving up about 26 points per game. So maybe the offense can actually get things going. I mean, in the first couple games, we saw them convert first downs, get yardage, but absolutely suck in the red zone. On Sunday night's game, we saw the Broncos just be perfect in the red zone, but absolutely suck. When it comes to getting a first down or any sort of offensive yardage. So, we're just going to wait and see. But, this is Horse Tracks. 
for September 29th. It's a Thursday. And of course, I'm Ross Allen, and we are going to have a great time today. Thank you so much for tuning in, uh, whether it be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you catch podcasts from. And thank you so much for tuning in. And of course, you can find everything else in Mile High Report related at milehighreport.com. Tons of articles, new, uh, news stories, blog posts, uh, videos, all that fun stuff there. You can find us on social media at uh, Mile High Sports on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. A special shout out to the Instagram gang because yours truly runs that and we're just having a grand old time over there. If you're not plugged in with us on Instagram yet, I highly recommend it. Go on over, follow us. It's going to be a good time. Uh, but I already hinted a couple of the things that we are going to be talking about today. So I am just going to go ahead and hop right on into it because... One great thing, we're actually going to talk about the Raiders, and like this is a team-specific thing for the Raiders, but it ties in because, heck, we play them this week, so whatever. Uh, but the Raiders, they hosted a players-only meeting um, ahead of this game, I believe it was on uh, Wednesday. It was led by Derek Carr and Max Crosby. Um, this was after their most recent loss to the Titans, where the Titans, not necessarily a great they're not necessarily a good team either uh the Raiders pretty much got handled by them and so you have to have the two teams veterans probably the leaders from either side of the football I would say definitely the leaders from either side of the football um trying to take care of things um there's a a lot of reports coming out of the Las Vegas camp there's a lot of tension especially with head coach Josh McDaniels not having a great uh, amount of success so far this season the Raiders are the only 0-3 team in the league right now of course as Broncos fans that makes us super super happy to hear Um, but there's been struggles on both sides of the football Derek Carr has already been sacked seven times this season behind that shoddy offensive line Devontae Adams has been limited um, if not non-existent at times Hunter Renfro hasn't had the most successful seasons as well. Darren Waller, limited. Um, Their run game, not there. And the backers and defensive secondary have also been lacking. It's just, all around, it's been a bad time for the Raiders, which, you know, of course, really not complaining about. Derek Carr has not gone off to the best of starts. Um, He has only two touchdown passes on the season with an interception, or um, excuse me, um, that's Russell Wilson um, that has those stats. Derek Carr, still the same ratio, um, six touchdowns and four interceptions, Um, so it's not not great, not great, especially when the Raiders' um, leading receiver is Matt Collins. Of course, I won't be surprised if a lot of you don't even recognize his name um, because he is their leading receiver. It's not, uh, like I said, Hunter Renfro. It's not Devontae Adams. It's not Darren Waller. It's him. And um, especially, take a look at some of the where the Raiders do struggle as well. Right now, they're about the middle of the pack when it comes to offensive yards per game. Um, They are right behind the Broncos. Um, They are at 346 yards per game. um, And they are um, also, I would say, near the top of the middle. 
when it comes to scoring. They're averaging about 21.3 points a game, so way better um, than where the Broncos are at. The Broncos are at, at or um, actually. 31st in the league at 14.3 points per game only had the Colts there at 13.3 points a game but we don't need to talk about the Broncos being bad off um, offensively because we all already know that but um, also where it gets interesting is Raiders are near the bottom of the league in, um, in, in yards per game defensively they are giving up 376 um, and like I said earlier they're also pretty low because they're uh, giving up 25.7 uh, points per game, not 25.6. So I do stand corrected on that statistic there. Um, and this is also fun where we're, uh, Josh McDaniels, he's only won one game in his last 10 that he, he has um, been the head coach of this. Of course, is dating back to 2010 when he was with the Denver Broncos. Um, and he has an overall uh, head coaching record of 11 and 20. So Josh McDaniels' lack of success is really kicking things in here with the team not being able to play, with the stars not being able to step up, with them being 0 and 3. It definitely um, is no surprise that there is a lot of discontent going on with the team. Um, and I don't know, the, the whole player meeting things are interesting because we were taking a look actually, and we were talking the in the Mile High Report group chat that we got going on. Um, and it's looking like, like I guess maybe within the last 10 years is what we're looking at, that it's kind of a mixed bag on teams that have players' meetings. Of course, the Broncos have had a couple within the last, I don't know, 10 years. Um, I think eight years, actually. But uh, it's hard to tell uh, because sometimes teams do well after it. Sometimes teams still suck after it. So it's you can't really... You can't really um, determine whether or not a team is going to have success going moving forward just based on that they had a player-led meeting. Um, but one thing that we can know for sure is that things are not all right in Las Vegas. And so hopefully that bodes well for the Broncos this week. The next thing I want to jump into is something I wasn't necessarily able to fully hit on, at least not as much as I wanted to in uh, my live stream over on Twitch. Of course, that's MHR underscore live over on Twitch TV. You can find us there um, pretty much every Monday at noon. Um, just a slight change to the schedule for this coming Monday. Uh, we will be going live at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time and not the uh, typical 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. But go ahead. It's a fun time. Love to have you guys there. Come join me. It's going to be a good time uh, hopefully talk about the Broncos beating the Las Vegas Raiders but one of the things like I said I want to talk about um, that I didn't get to in the live stream on Monday um, for this week if you caught us there thank you so much for jumping you guys are awesome but I want to talk about um, that Josie Jules return to the field was a very very welcome return um, his impact was definitely felt um, all throughout um, the game of course he he definitely looked um, pretty, pretty dang good, is what we'll call it, um, on Sunday night. He was the team's uh, tackle leader, um, nine total tackles with five solo, just ran off the stat line. He had a big sack, a couple tackles for loss, and a couple quarterback hits as well. Josie Jewell 
it, oh man, it was great to have him back. And um, I'll kind of go over some stuff I did talk about on Monday because it kind of flows into this whole thing. Josie Jewell is a vital part to the Broncos defense, and we should all be super thankful that he is seeing um, that he was able to make his return in season debut, uh, really. Um, because another thing that um, maybe not a lot of people caught on to, I'm sure a lot of you guys have, but there's some that didn't, uh, is I would say his. Ability to sure up the middle of the field in that linebacking court. Also, um, it helps that um, rookie Nick Bonito was able to make his um, NFL debut as well um, against the Niners. But being able to have those two guys there on the field, oh boy, that let, that really did let um, Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory cook. All right, because I love being able to see them line up on the same side, putting Bradley Chubb over guard was awesome. And especially if they're able to replicate this against the Raiders, against an even worse offensive line, you don't have to deal with anyone like Trent Williams, especially. Oh, boy, honestly, honestly, if the Raiders are giving him, you know, was that 2.3 sacks a game, the Broncos, I think they're going to have a four sack game against the Las Vegas Raiders. I do. Uh, between Bradley Chubb, between Randy Gregory, um, between uh, Jones Griffith as well, um, be able to do some stuff off the edge. Let's talk about Mike Purcell. Man, that guy had a game um, at the front line. Um, and especially, it would be cool to see Benito get his first sack as well. DJ Jones apparently is in the concussion protocol. Um, not super optimistic about him um, playing this week. Uh, so, I would love to see the Broncos recreate this success. In fact, I think they're going to have a lot of success uh, against the Raiders' offensive line. And one of the last things I want to talk about this um, t- this episode was um, a recent article that I saw published on Fansided um, by Sayer Benninger. Um, and uh, they listed three players that the Broncos um, should be worried about. Um, and we're going to... I'm going to go through them, and we're going to see if it's an overaction that we should be worried about them, or maybe not so much. Of course, the first one they listed was wide receiver K.J. Hamler. Some of the big concerns there was that that his injury concerns are affecting snap counts and overall offensive impact. Now, it's hard to deny this. He played, I think it was 40 snaps um, against the Seattle Seahawks. It was fairly limited there. Um, didn't play week two because of knee and hip injuries. And he was playing against the Niners, but also in limited fashion. Only had 19 um, offensive snaps, if I'm re- remembering that one correctly as well. Um, and so, this is valid. Yeah, this is valid. It's It's been tough seeing KJ just sidelined with so many injuries. You just have to feel for the guy. Um, luckily, it's not like a Jake Butt type situation where he just really couldn't catch a break. But KJ still having a hard time actually seeing consistent time on the field. Um, it's hard because we've never really, for extended period of time, seen him healthy and see what he can do to take the roof off the defense. So I would love to see if we can use him more. Um, but also, the Broncos just haven't been great on um, spreading the length of the field with the pass plays, uh, route combinations. So that also has hurt him as well. So a couple things playing against him. I wouldn't necessarily be worried about KJ if this continues throughout the season. Sure, absolutely. I'm there with you. But right now, I'm not worried about KJ. Um, At least play-wise injuries, yeah, those are concerns. But I don't know. I never really talked about about injuries because it's hard to predict them. 
it's not really useful. Um, and the next play it goes into where I could I could uh, definitely see this is Albert Wavenom because he has drop issues and he also is bad in run protection. By bad I mean he's he's pretty horrible. He's pretty much on the same level with Noah Fant, um, which is as we all know it's not great. Um, and this has also been the reason why he's pretty much never in on a run play. On passing plays, he's there, so almost he's giving up what the Broncos are doing because you can't trust him when you want to run the football. Um, and this is also something where it's, um, of course, the Broncos rookie out of UCLA, Greg Dulcich. He is uh, on the IR for the first four weeks. He will be coming back within a couple weeks is the, the hopes. And so maybe in a few weeks, we might even be able to see Greg getting the majority of snap counts depending on his running game. Now, I don't think necessarily that will happen. Um, but as of right now, yes, I am worried about Albert O. I am worried about his receiving ability because when he's on, he's he does well. But he has some really bad drops over these last few weeks. And the fact that, you know, if you're, okay, let's be real. Um, you're a tight end. It's, it's a hard job because you have to do two jobs. You have to block like offensive line does, but you also have to receive like a wide receiver does. So, uh, but also if you're an NFL tight end, you are expected to be able to block, at least be able to block in limited capacity and be able to block at least decently. He can't do that. Albert O can't even block decently. So it, he's pretty much a vulner, vulnerability um, on the field. Um, so yeah, be worried about him. Very valid, um, especially with the projections you're supposed to have for this season. And speaking about vulnerabilities, let's talk about the last player that they list, that say list here, and that is Melvin Gordon. And yes, he's absolutely a vulnerability for the Broncos. Um, and uh, he has, he's put, this is his third season with the Broncos. He has now 10 fumbles with the Denver Broncos, um, three in his first two seasons each. Uh, but this season, he's already up to four course one cost the Broncos a touchdown and then ultimately the game against Seattle um he had two fumbles on Sunday night luckily both were recovered by Denver but man that was really close to being the game essentially so yes Melvin Gordon he's gotten better let's talk pros he's gotten better um on uh, pass pro and he's statistically been better um on the goal line um, in terms of converting to touchdowns over the last couple of seasons. Uh, but at the same time, you can't trust a guy to hold on to the ball. So that's probably one of the most important things as a running back is to not fumble pretty much any player. So if you can't trust him to do that, it's it's really worrying as well. And it almost always feels like it's in the like the most important situations uh, with Melvin Gorn. So uh, there, I've even seen some sites talking about releasing Melvin Gordon. Now, I definitely wouldn't go that far. I believe that was another fan site article. So, of course, with all these fan sites, stuff, you really have to take it with a pinch of salt. Um, and if we are kind of, if you, if you peruse fan site, you're, you're going to see some hot takes, all right? I'm just thankful that they didn't say that Russell Wilson was the most worrying player um, on the Broncos at this point, where I think it's a little, it's not, not time to say that yet. Uh, but Melvin Gordon, yes. Um, the Broncos should be worried about him. That's why I'm so happy that Javante Williams is getting the majority of snap counts. So I do agree with that. I agree that Albert O and Melvin Gordon are worries on the Broncos offense. 
not sold on KJ Hamler yet. Of course, let me know your thoughts on that, though. Um, should, are you worried about these three players? Are you worried about maybe one or two of them or three of them? Um, the best ways to let us know is, of course, to um, leave a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts with an answer. You can also hit us up on the social media platforms that I mentioned, whether it be Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. I'm partial to Instagram since I'm the one that runs that. Yes, sir. Or yes, ma'am. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, and uh, you can find us at Mile High Report. Of course, you can find everything at milehighreport.com. You could uh, hit me up. My Twitter and Instagram is at fourth um, in long media. So um, if you want to hit me up directly, I'm right there. Um, yeah, but besides that, guys, that's about to go into wrap it for us on today's episode. Besides um, uh, KJ, Albert O, Melvin Gordon, Heavy Warriors. Uh, let me know your general thoughts on Josie Jewell and do you th- and how um, bad of a look do you think um, is it for the Raiders that they're already having player-only meetings just three weeks into the season. Uh, but thank you guys so much for tuning in. Like I said, um, of course, you can find everything at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you catch your podcast from. So just look ahead. Looking forward to this weekend's game. Um, catch more of our articles over at milehighreport.com. And uh, once you're done with this, go ahead and listen to another one of our Fantastic Array podcasts. Catch me on Twitch, um, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on Monday after the game. And besides that, go Broncos, beat the Raiders. In Broncos country, as always, let's ride.